0: Never clock out Clock in, never
1: clock out Full time with my faith Welcome to the Path of Revelation podcast I'm your host, Gabriel Parker And this is where the culture meets scripture Listen, I am so excited to be back <laughs> I know many of you guys have been wondering Where have you been? Is like Some of you are wondering is, is the Path of Revelation podcast even a thing anymore? Like, are you completely done? And you know, I, I don't think I've done a show in like four to five weeks. And initially, it I was supposed to only take a week off. And for you guys who are wondering what's been going on, um, it's been a lot of good things happening. Um, the Parker family has been going through some big transitions, some good transitions. Uh, we just moved into our new home um, about a month ago. Uh, and in the midst of us moving into a new house, uh, we're, we're still in the process of selling our old house. And I started a new job. Many of you guys know I'm, I've been an entrepreneur, self-employed for like the last eight years. <clears throat> but I had an opportunity come my way to work for an employer. Um, I still have my business, but I, there was an opportunity. Uh, that I could not refuse, and I took the opportunity. And so I've been taking the last month or so just to get adjusted to these major transitions. I mean, some of we still have some boxes in our uh, in our home that we've yet to unbox in this new house. And um, I took a month of training with this new job, and um, I told my wife, you know, I, I want to give a hundred percent during this period of training, and. And I just really didn't have time, you know, because how many know family is is your number one ministry. Right. You know, and and I'm a firm believer of taking care of home first before going out to do ministry uh, before going out to minister to other people. And so I just wanted to make sure. I made this transition the right way because so many people transition in their lives uh, but they don't transition the right way. And and I'm a firm believer that seasons will change and and God will open up doors for you, but if your if your mindset and your heart isn't in the right place, you'll be going into a new season with the wrong mentality and the wrong attitude in the wrong spirit. And so I wanted to make sure that um, I did my part in terms of making sure I was straight mentally, spiritually, and my family uh, in the midst of this transition. And so now I'm just now uh, feeling like I'm, I'm getting back getting my win, <laughs> you know, because, you know, in, in the midst of transitions, you know, you'd be tired. It'd, it'd just be a change. You know, you got a family and everything. And so I'm, I'm grateful to be here with you guys. I have an amazing show today for you guys. Today, I'm going to be talking about cr- the Christian worldview and abortion. And I'm going to play uh, a recent vlog that Lecrae released sharing his views on abortion and, and what I want to do is I want to uh, add commentary and respond to his position and his view on abortion and really take it as an opportunity to talk about how we as Christians should be navigating through specifically this topic and and topics like this. It is so important that we as Christians have a biblical worldview, um, because there are so many things that are constantly fighting for our attention. There are, there are constantly things fighting for our affection. And the Bible talks about not being conformed to this world, you know, as, uh, Romans chapter 12, um, Verse one through two talks about presenting your body as a living sacrifice, not be, um, Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed <clears throat> by the renewing of your mind. And it, and, it, and it goes into submitting to God that you may prove what is that good and acceptable will of God. And so we as Christians should always be striving to prove what the will of God is. But we can't truly prove what the will of God is if our goal isn't to submit to God's word. And so I really believe um, the problem with many Christians today is that we're getting information from too many sources while neglecting the Bible. So we end up viewing the Bible through the wisdom or a.k.a. foolishness of men Versus viewing the foolishness of men through the wisdom of God <clears throat> and many of us Christians as a resort we begin to try to mix biblical the a biblical worldview with worldly philosophy and and what ends up happening is we end up having a lukewarm version of Christianity <clears throat> We we end up having a lukewarm version of of what it means to be a Christian and, and we don't need to redefine what it means to be a Christian. We just need to follow the word of God. Amen. And so today I want to talk about uh, the Christian, the biblical worldview and abortion. Uh, but before I hop into that, I, a few announcements. I have some new merch on the site uh, if you go to pathofrevelationnow.com, I just released um, a new line uh, titled Confidence, uh, which comes in a hoodie as well as a long sleeve shirt. Um, go support. <laughs> um, also, I just released a visual, probably like a week and a half ago, uh, for the song Supremacy. Uh, Make sure you guys go to the website uh, and watch the video. You can actually subscribe to my YouTube page from the website because uh, the video is on the website. As well as the video for God with us is there as well. But make sure you check out those share, share them with someone and share the show with someone. If if this is your first time listening or if you if you occasionally listen, but haven't subscribed yet, make sure you subscribe to the show. So you um, because every Wednesday I'm going to be releasing a new episode, God willing. Um, and so I'm super excited. But what I want to do is, I want to hop into the featured song for this episode um, just to kind of go on with the theme of Supremacy 2 because I released the video. The featured song for this episode is Supremacy 2 featuring my brother Mouthpiece. And for some of you that may be wondering, when you saw the visual, um, it did not feature Mouthpiece in it. Initially, I was planning to actually fly uh, down to Atlanta, um, actually earlier November, uh, like close to mid-November, but we ended up finding our house, and I ended up starting a new job. So I ended up shooting uh, the music video myself in my washroom (laughs) some of you guys don't might not know it but when you watch the video you wouldn't know it but i shot the video in my washroom on my phone i shot the video on my phone and i edited it on my phone and um if i was in atlanta um i had a brother who was going to shoot the video for me and, and mouthpiece was supposed to be in the video but because um I wasn't able to get mouthpiece in the video, and because I was editing everything on my own, and it just was a challenge, um, I ended up not, um, adding his verse in the video, and, and, um, you know, I wish I could have, but it would have probably took another month for me to release the song just with the amount of time it was taken for me to edit it. But make sure you guys check out the video and make sure you check out the actual song with mouthpiece on it. He's one of the most uh, prolific rappers, lyricists that i have ever heard not just in christian rap but period the man can rap he's anointed make sure you check out his music as well so shout out to mouthpiece i love you my brother if you if you're listening but listen let's hop into the song supremacy 2 featuring mouthpiece is from my latest project paradigm shift
0: To his right, no end to his right, no end to his right. I told him, uh, major players won't submit in prayer. Like, what live for him when the world is theirs? It doesn't matter how much you accumulate cars, houses with pools and lakes, investments growing, money flowing, influence great. But no matter how great, it has an expiration date. Like great estates can't assure your fate. Only the blood of Christ can save us from a burning lake Whether king, president, mogul, or influencer Your income or title won't matter when death occurs Men viewed in the likes of deities will bow their knees And will confess Jesus is Lord of Lord and King of Kings He rules and reigns forever and ever through our time Don't have to wait for their reign to end for the sun to shine So in him we boast because he rose When they will sit on death's head pose and make a toast Uh. No one's reign lasts forever. For only Jesus is timeless. It all decays, fades away. But only Jesus is timeless. He holds our days. He holds our future. Supremacy. Supremacy King of kings, kings yeah, only Jesus yeah. is timeless. In a world full of made men, contracts, shake hands, blueprints, two cents, opinions, creating wastelands. Basquiat graffiti for millions made with a spray can. Holly Selassie envisioned it, something sacred. Everybody trying to make it, compromising for a placement. Seeking for a high power in the theory of a spaceship. Idolatry, philosophy, exhibit that is makeshift. Climbing up the ladder of success, trying to chase it. So close you can taste it, but never saw the rope that was adjacent. Meant to leave you hanging in your basement. That supremacy is enmity. Energy, a new form of Hennessy. Apart from Christ, curse, like a Kennedy. You feeling me? Nah, you kidding me. We all need a new form of identity to curve us from penalties and purge us from hidden seas like cell phones with hitting thieves. Strike man's divinity. Christ reigns infinity. God! No one's reign lasts forever. For only Jesus is timeless. It all decays, fades away. But only Jesus is timeless. He holds our days. He holds our future. Supremacy, Supremacy. King of kings, only Jesus is timeless. In him we live more than have our being. Covered in his blood when we see him. Cause we make plans in advance. Thinking tomorrow's promise, but time is in his hands. Planning retirements, vacations, and graduations. Going to some parties, but are you ready to face him? We know our plans can be strict. No disputing. When the new norm is pandemics and mass shootings. So my prayer is, Lord, come quick. The days are evil. Help us
1: endure to the end. Come get your people. The dead in Christ rise first. Let me paint the picture.
0: The bodies will be glorified. This is not thriller. not thriller Oh men and women greater than their prime and Christ the dead rise stronger than Frankenstein God is love but also just in his rule At this point his enemies will be made his footstool No one's reign lasts forever For only Jesus is timeless It all decays, it'll pass away uh, Supremacy No one's reign lasts forever But only Jesus is timeless He holds our days He holds our future King of kings, supremacy No end to his reign No end to his reign No end to his reign reign.
1: So I want to hop right into it. I'm I'm going to share this clip of Lecrae sharing his views on abortion. Then I want to respond to some of the points that he made. But before we hop into that, I think it's so important that we as Christians stand on the word of God, even when it's uncomfortable. And I understand that topics like abortion are very touchy and controversial topics. I understand that these topics aren't always easy to address. And I and I think it's important for us as Christians when we approach these topics. I think it's important that we be honest. And when I say honest, stand on what the word says, be bold, but also compassionate. That we that we show people love because It's important that we understand, though, abortion is a sin. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter six, verse 16 through 19, there are six things that the Lord hates, seven that are an abomination to him. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue and hands that shed innocent blood. That's a that's abortion falls under that category. A heart that devises wicked plans, feet that that make haste to run to evil, a false witness who breathes out lies and one who sows discord amongst brothers. And so we have to be able to call sin, sin. And so abortion is a sin. But on the other hand, I think it's important that we understand that there is forgiveness for the sin of abortion. Some of y'all, some some people aren't looking for forgiveness from abortion. They don't think it's anything wrong with abortion. But there are some of us who may have had an abortion or had more than one abortion, and we don't feel worthy. We don't feel like God loves us. We don't feel like there's any forgiveness available for us, and we live under a cloud of condemnation. I'm here to tell you that that is a trick of the enemy. And just as I read all seven of these things that the Lord, um, the, the abominations and the things that the Lord hate, just as much as God hates these sins. It's important that we understand God loves us just as much because the Bible says yet while we were in sin, Christ died for us. And what's so awesome about that scripture is that scripture wasn't just for the people who were living in the time that Christ died. But God Saw not just that time, but he saw into the future. He's he knew us before we were even shaped in our mother's wombs And he had a plan for us and he saw our sins. He saw our wickedness He saw our mess ups and he says yet while you're in sin I'm gonna die for you And so there is forgiveness for the sin of abortion You don't have to condemn yourself. See, there's a difference between condemnation and conviction. See, condemnation says you deserve to be punished for your sin. You deserve the punishment for your sin. But conviction says you cannot carry the weight of your sin. You cannot carry the burden of the punishment of your sin. So turn to Christ. See, conviction pushes us to the love of God, while condemnation says there's no love available for you. And so condemnation is a lie and a trick of the enemy. And when we decide to live after our own desires, after our own way, we literally begin to reject the conviction of the Lord, which is actually a good thing, which causes us, which cause us to redemption In his blood and so I believe we as believers have to call be able to cause sin sin because if we're not willing to cause sin sin how can we truly preach a gospel that people are in need of like what do you need the gospel for if you're not going to be honest about sin and so what's interesting to me uh, about society is when it comes to abortion if you take up a, a pregnant woman, for example, and I'm about to get into the Lecrae clip. But if you take a pregnant woman and someone murders a pregnant woman. They're going the the person who murders that pregnant woman will be charged for a double homicide. Yet a, a pregnant woman can go to an abortion clinic and terminate their pregnancy or terminate the the child and it not be considered murder. And so our society embraces hypocrisy and double standards. And so that's this is why we as Christians have to stay rooted in the word of God and be able to call things as they are. And so what I want to do is I want to take a quick moment to play this clip from Lecrae as he shares his thoughts on abortion. And listen, I'm about to play the clip right now. I do not own the rights to this clip. So
2: today I wanna talk about something extremely sensitive, extremely personal, and um, I'm gonna try to tread lightly, but at the same time, be very honest, and uh, that's abortion. This is a very sensitive topic and it's sensitive for a lot of different reasons. Let me start by saying this, I'm not a woman, I can never, Uh, speak to what it's like to have to wrestle with the reality of my body, you know, dealing with the reality of an abortion. I can only speak as someone who has, on one side, pushed for my girlfriend to have an abortion and on the other side, somebody who has strong feelings um, as it pertains to the unborn. I have realized that in this political climate that oftentimes the narrative of voting for many believers specifically evangelical christians narrows down to supporting the lives of the unborn you know what i would say about that is this for me um i have a million reasons to be pro-life um and when i say pro-life i mean a million reasons to care for the unborn um ultimately i believe uh what the scripture says uh, that i knew you before you were formed in the womb uh, what the scripture says about your god's workmanship created for things that he's pre-planned uh, that you're fearfully and wonderfully made i can go on and on for reasons why i believe um, that life is precious that we should not just simply for the realities of our you know social circumstances throw lives away I've written songs about this, uh, Good, Bad, Ugly. I've sat down with Christian leaders uh, who are advocates for um, pro-life and pastors. And there's interviews online if you look them up. You know, I have spent time um, working with pro-life advocates and supported um, many of their efforts. However, I do think that the pro-life movement is... um, is nuanced and so everyone's not the same. Everyone is not outside of an abortion clinic protesting with graphic images. Um, There are pro-life organizations who focus on uh, counseling women, finding them uh, good uh, healthcare, working with them for adoption and things along those lines. Um, That is probably more where I fall in line. Um, I would want to see holistic care for young women who are processing the reality of having an abortion. And here's my personal reasons why. So I told you kind of some scriptural stuff. My personal reasons why is because as a young man, um, fresh out of my teens, you know, I was not financially stable. Um, I was dating a young woman, beautiful young woman. Um, Both of us are not coming from, you know, well-off backgrounds. Uh, You know, she's coming from a single parent home. I historically was in a single parent home. Um, She lived in a disenfranchised, marginalized community. We didn't have the financial capabilities to take care of a child. We didn't know what this meant for our future. Um, Also, just realizing that we didn't know what we were doing and we didn't understand, you know, what this even looked like. Um, I was working at a call center, smoking cigarettes, trying to figure out what I was going to do with my life. She, She didn't even have a job. She was in between jobs. So it wasn't a very healthy situation. And, and let me say this as well. It's not like we're coming from these nuclear, strong nuclear families who are like, we'll step in and help you take care of this child. Those were not even options for us um and so we're now having to face a reality of well, what does this mean does this mean welfare what, what what does this even look like so we're looking at our social background i mean we, we literally had no way to take care of a child you know I, I ended up getting evicted later on uh that year from my apartment and so you know she ended up having to help her mom pay bills and it it was just a rough situation for us No one, no advocates stepped forward to help us sort of navigate this. There were no organizations. It was just, we didn't know. We were just looking crazy. And so for that reason alone, we saw this as our only option. And and that pains me to say, that was our our only option in our mind. Um, I think that's extremely sad, which is why I'm more passionate about engaging the environments that allow abortion to thrive in right if if we are I know some people say hey this is just a moral issue and that's all that it is it's a moral issue but it's also a social economic issue it's also an issue of of systemic oppression and marginalization and if you don't address those issues then you're not going to deal with you know what ultimately allows abortion to thrive. What's up y'all, this is me, Lecrae. Y'all wanna go behind the scenes with me? Y'all wanna hear the real conversations, the pain, the hurt, the struggle, all the truth being told and the tea being spilled? Then y'all need to hit that link below. Check out my Patreon page, it's going down. I say another way I look at it is this, and and, and hear me on this, I know there's a million different arguments and a million different people who wanna say, well, you don't know about this, or you're not thinking about this, or you're not thinking about this. I, I, by no means, am sitting here telling you I have this whole thing figured out. I'm telling you where I'm at today and why I believe the way I believe today and why lots of people believe the way they believe today. And if you're going to be angry at them or vehemently frustrated with them, you should at least take time to understand why they think the way that they think and maybe engage them relationally to help them process your perspective if you have an alternative perspective. But I say that to say this is, is that one, um, we didn't know any other options, N- no clue. Two, we did not have the financial capability uh, to, to, to move forward. We did not have the family support to, uh, to move forward. We didn't even know there were other realities. And so you've got to deal with that. That's the circumstance in many cases. And, and then now you're, you're also bringing on compounded issues, right? So you're talking about communities and individuals where a brother has just been killed over senseless violence. Um, a mother may be sick and living on, you know Medicaid. Um, and' there's, there's PTSD going on in your world because of maybe some of the things that you've encountered or, or seen. Uh, the child's father, you know, may be incarcerated for different reasons. There's so many circumstances that come into play and you're saying, hey, don't terminate the life of the child. Well, you gotta remember that there's all these different issues coming into play for certain individuals that no one is addressing. So what I personally believe is that when you begin to address some of those situations and those circumstances, when you begin to say, hey, listen, here's healthcare for you so you can now take care of a baby. You know how much a doctor bill for birth and a child? That's another conversation. When you begin to address all these these barriers then you, you begin to put in the minds of individuals that, hey, this is doable. You begin to present them with options. And some of us will say, well, let's just make it illegal. Murder's illegal. Still happens every day. Still happens every day. Should it be illegal? Yes, murder should be illegal. But what I'm telling you is that if you make murder illegal, as we've seen, it doesn't mean murder stops. And so sure, it may be the right thing to do to advocate for the end of murder, but that does not absolve the problem. It doesn't make the problem go away. You still have individuals and circumstances where murder thrives, right? So what I'm saying is what are you gonna do about the environments that allow this to continue? And for me, I wanna see those environments change. I come from those environments. I work and serve in those environments. And if you just outlaw something, I know for a fact that's not gonna be the solution. Not to say you don't outlaw it, but to say, are we thinking critically about what it really looks like to tackle this? Um, And so that would be my you know, mini soapbox on where I'm coming from as it pertains to abortion. Y'all love people, think critically, Uh, women. And I didn't even mention the fact that some women, their lives are literally on the line. What do they do in that particular situation? What would you have a woman do if her life is on the line Uh, Going into labor And she's got to choose Between her life And the child's life That's a whole Different conversation So I'm just saying Are we thinking critically About all this stuff And hey If you find some holes In what I've said Feel free To address them You ain't gotta attack me I ain't attacking you You don't gotta attack people Who think like I do We ain't attacking you And uh, That's all I'm saying Much love to y'all God bless
1: Okay so that was Lecrae's views On on abortion And He starts off In the video starts off by saying, I am not a woman. I can never wrestle with the reality of my body dealing with the reality of having an abortion. Like, I don't know (laughs) if I could be honest. I I hate when I hear people say this because there's this notion that just because you're not a woman or I'm not a woman that I can't have a say on whether or not abortion is right or wrong. I mean, this is what the world says to silence men and women from defending the unborn and and, and from statements like, hey, I'm not a woman, so I can never understand from that school of thought comes. My body, my choice. And so I think is I think we as Christians have to be careful when we begin to say things like that and begin to prescribe to that school of thought, because I don't believe that school of thought is biblical at all. You mean to tell me just because I'm not a woman, I can't have a say on whether or not it's okay for a woman to get abortion or not. Come on now. I I thought it was a man's job to protect not just women, but to protect children. One of the one of the jobs of a man is to protect women and children. Oh, but when it comes to abortion, man be quiet. You 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 don't have a say because you don't know what it is to be a woman. And when you really be begin to think about that, that argument, all it was funny about the the in the pro-choice argument. And I don't want to make it political, because for me, this this is not a political issue for me. This is a unrighteous versus righteousness issue for me. This is a moral issue f- for me. And so and so. I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I'm a Christian. I'm a kingdom citizen. And so for me, it is a matter of what does God say about this stuff? And so uh, I'm, I, I don't I don't like that school of thought. And so he starts off by saying, I'm not a woman. I can never wrestle with the reality of my body dealing with the reality of having an abortion. But he he goes on to mention that he can only speak from the side of someone who had pushed his girlfriend to have an abortion and as someone who has strong feelings for the unborn. And so Lecrae, he goes on to to begin to talk about how he is pro-life, how he has supported pro-life organizations. Um, I don't like how he painted a negative picture of conservatives and Christians who stand out of the abort outside of the abortion clinic. He painted. I believe he painted with a broad brush and made made every Christian who stands out in an abortion clinic with pictures and signs out to be evil in a sense or unloving I should say and I don't, and and I know plenty of Christians personally who have gone and evangelized and stood outside of the abortion clinics and pleaded with with men and women not to abort their child from a place of love from a place of compassion um, so I don't think we should paint with a broad brush or anything like that. But he goes on to talk about how he supported uh, pro-life organizations. And then he goes on how he to say how he would like to see holistic solutions to help women wanting to have an abortion. Um, He mentions biblical reasons why life is valuable. Um, And I think where it took a turn, a bad turn, in my opinion, is on one hand, he talks about biblical reasons for why life is valuable. And then he says, however, and then he begins to share his story on why he had an abortion, why he and his girlfriend at that time had an abortion. And he begin and was and hear me good. He begins to he begins to. And, and the reason why I'm pointing out. Highlighting the Lecrae interview is because I know there are many people who think like this, not just non-Christians, but Christians as well, where we begin to, in a sense, kind of reason with something like abortion based off of a person's circumstances. Um, And so it's like on one hand, yes, a sin. But on the other hand, I also understand why people do it. You know what I'm saying? And, and I think that is dangerous. Um, but he goes on to say um, in his story why he had an abortion. And he said things like we didn't have the financial capabilities to take care of a child. He mentions not coming from a strong nuclear family who would help and um He says something along the lines. We literally had no way to take care of the child. There were no advocates to help. And listen, everything when he started talking about that, you know what it made me think of? I'm 35 years old. You know what it made me think of? My my parents and my grandparents, or should I say our parents and our grandparents? For many of us. Our parents and our grandparents, probably mainly our grandparents, for some for many of us were were poor. Many of them aren't weren't far removed from slavery. (laughs) To be honest, they grew up poor. They didn't have anything, but they weren't aborting their children. They they didn't know how they were going to take care of their children, but they didn't abort their children. They sacrificed. They did things. Whatever it took to provide for their children, they put their children get this. They put their children before themselves. And so I don't think abortion really became a, um, a strong thing in the black community until it became suggested as a good thing or suggested as a solution to our social economical issues in plight. And if I be real, most a lot of people who who get abortions, they do it out of convenience. Because many of these people who are who are getting abortions, they'll be the first ones with the PS5, (laughs) they'll be the first one with the New Jordans, they'll be the first one with the Gucci bag or Gucci belt. Um, and, and and here here's the reality. Some of some of these individuals and I'm not trying to sound heartless right now. I'm just stating facts right now. Some of these individuals will be in poverty, but they'll find a way to get things that they want. And, and something that I've learned is that is one thing I've learned as as a leader is that people do what they want to do. They do what they want to do, and so all of the reasons that Lecrae mentioned, even though that may have been his reality and his mindset, maybe he thought that he didn't have no other options. But the reality is that was a lie, um, and that's a lie for many people who are getting abortions. And I and I and, and listen. I'll use my father, for example, my, my dad. And I've shared this with this testimony before. My dad was conceived through rape. According to to today's society, because people use um, these type of excuses for why it should be OK for a woman to abort her child. They'll say things like, well, the child isn't going to grow up in a loving home. Or the child is going to grow up in extreme hard conditions. The family doesn't have any means to take care of the child. And so um, the child is going to have a horrible upbringing. And really what what we're doing when we start saying things like that is we're trying to position ourselves as God. And some of us will say, no, I'm not. But the reality is life God. it is God who gives life it is God who has the authority to take life and so when we anytime we think it's okay for us to determine who should live and who shouldn't live we're trying to play God and so when I look at my dad's situation my dad grew up in extreme poverty he was conceived through rape And according to present day standards, my dad would have been the perfect candidate to be aborted. Would have been the perfect candidate to be aborted. Oh, yeah. Oh, he was he was conceived through rape. And and not to mention abortions as a result of rape. This is just a sidebar abortions as a result of rape only make up 1% of abortions and so for people who say oh what about the women who are being raped yeah that's terrible that's a terrible situation but the reality is that baby is a separate human being that baby didn't have a say in how he he or she was conceived And that baby, regardless of the horrific nature that caused he or she to be conceived, he or she is made in the image of God. And that's not me to 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 but but belittle the reality of rape and the horrific nature of rape It's horrible and the rapist should be judged according to the law. But nevertheless, my dad was conceived through rape. He was the perfect candidate for abortion. Right. But my grandmother gives birth to my father. What if my father wouldn't would have been aborted? I wouldn't be here. You wouldn't be listening to this show. My dad would have never the world would have never saw my dad become a a, a firefighter. And save countless lives. The world would have never saw my dad become the chief of the fire department. The world would have never saw my dad become a mentor and a minister to, to many and raise a beautiful family. The world would not have saw these things if if someone stepped in and tried to play God and say, hey, Hey, Marion Parker, because you're so poor and you were and, and, and the baby was you're you were impregnated by way of rape. You you should just abort the child because you don't have any money. You're dirt poor. But no. Abort. And listen, I don't even know. I don't I don't even know if abortion was even an option with my grandmother. I'm just grateful that she actually had my father. And out of out of muck and mire out of dirt God produced a diamond and that's what God does he he takes horrific situations situations where we don't see a masterpiece and he makes a masterpiece out of it and so stand even in the vein of my father like because you know talking about social economical issues um the Cray made a point that he 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 wants to really look at dealing with the environments that allow abortion to thrive and I really I really believe that one of the reasons why abortion thrives is because of systemic racism uh when you look at um people like Margaret Sanger, who hated black people, who was very strategic in putting Planned Parenthood in predominantly black neighborhoods. And even when you look, even today, 70 percent of Planned Parenthoods are in low income black neighborhoods. And so even to this day, her mission is ringing true today. Um, Around seventeen hundred Black babies are aborted every day. And so this is a this is a genocide issue as well. And it wasn't until black preachers and this is just a quick side note. It wasn't until black preachers began to get in on abortion and okay it that it ha- it, it began to come into the community. And it, it was all strategic by the enemy. This stuff is demonic, y'all. It's not okay. And so when I look at my father, like, when we talk about social economic struggles, listen, I don't want to be offensive, but when I hear Lecrae's interview, a lot of the responses that he gives and reasons he gives for abortion A lot of it is it's just a matter of man we have to know what it means to be a man my dad taught me how to be a man I watched there was times growing up when my family was struggling like even as my father was a um a firefighter you know uh we went we still went through some hard times my dad was raising four kids and We were all playing sports. We had different expenses, you know, and my parent, my dad wasn't always educated on money. And so you had credit, you know, you had you had different expenses. And so we we hit some rough patches at different times. And I watched my dad as a sergeant and a lieutenant in the in the Detroit. Y'all got to understand this, because sometimes a lot of this has to do with people's inability to just humble themselves. As we begin to struggle, and and I just want to paint the picture for you guys, the Detroit Fire Department is one of the most prestigious fire departments, not just in the United States of America, but in the world because of the amount of education they have in uh, putting out fires, the amount of action that they get in the fire department. The Detroit Fire Department sees a lot of fires. Uh, they get a lot of experience. It's viewed as a as a as a very prestigious uh, fire department. And so, for my dad, when we hit financial issues as I was growing up, my I believe my dad was like a sergeant and a lieutenant. You know what my dad did? He went out and got a second job. He he went out and he did uh, security at one of the malls so he would work 24 hours at the fire department and then come home and go to his second job <clears throat> he also picked up another second job after he left the mall and and he did security at home depot and so my dad swallowed his pride you know could you imagine being a lieutenant or a sergeant in the fire department and as you're at the mall you're 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 um, your the people that you supervise see you at the mall working as a police officer for the mall or working as security for Home Depot. And, and I, I respect my dad so much for doing that. I respect my dad. And what I admire about my father is he didn't care what people thought. Long as he was get this long as he was taking care of his family. My dad took more pride in taking care of his family and making sure that we were fed and clothed and we had shelter and heat and lights. He took more pride in that than what other people thought about him. And so I watched my dad for a a short period of time, humble himself and go get a second job, even though he had authority in the fire department. He could have been. He could have. Refuse to swallow his pride and be like, man, I'm a firefighter, man. I don't want nobody to see me working a second job. And, you know, people are going to know that we're struggling. It didn't matter. And so I'm saying all this to say this. Killing a child should never be the solution. And I understand that. Some people based off of their circumstances, their environment, which cultivates and shapes the way they think. I understand some people literally believe that abortion is their only option. But just because that that is their reality does not mean that we as believers have to reason with the sin. We as Christians What I would have liked to have heard personally with Lecrae's um, vlog and his perspective on abortion is him finish out what he was saying by saying something along the lines of, yes, I had an abortion, and this is why, because I thought this was the only option, but I was wrong. I was wrong. It's not okay. Um, but but sometimes I feel like we as Christians, we care so much. And, and I'm and listen, sometimes I feel like we 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 water down things and sugarcoat things sometimes and even play both sides of the fence to try to appease the church and the world because we don't want to we don't want to upset anybody. We don't want to we don't want to lose our followings, We don't want to lose our influence. And so sometimes I believe that we play both sides of the fence instead of just standing firm on the word of God. There is a way for us to stand on the word of God and still love people and still show people compassion and, and point people in the direction of resources and things of that nature. I'm going to read. This scripture that really has been ministering to me in the midst of controversial topics like this. It says 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 19, it says, For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it is written, He taketh the wise in their own craftiness. We as we as Christians have to take what we're hearing. And make sure we filter it through the Word of God I mean that's the whole theme of this show where the culture meets scripture is not where scripture meets the culture no as Christians our standard has to be the Word of God some of us don't think that the Word of God has the ability to speak to the complexity of the issues of today because we're not reading our words. We're recycling the same five scriptures that we've heard in church our whole life, but we're not digging deeper in the word to see how the Bible speaks to every area of our life. And, and one thing I did agree with Lecrae on is how we as Christians should be given resources. Um, I think it's so important that we as Christians give to the poor. We, I think it's so important that we as Christians not just stand up and say, oh, abortion is a sin. But I think it's important that we be proactive in helping people. Know that we care and getting them the resources that they need if 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 needed and also letting them know that, hey, abortion isn't an option. You this you don't don't you don't have to listen to the world that says, hey, if if life is hard for you and this is an inconvenience for you, it's okay for you to abort a baby. It's we listen. The Bible says this in in Proverbs, chapter 19, verse 17. It says, whoever is generous to the poor, whoever lends, whoever gives to the poor lends to the Lord. And he will repay him for his deed. Now, a lot of times when we read that scripture, he that um, gives to the poor lends to the Lord. A lot of times we think of a poor of poor as in just terms of finan- being financially poor but when the Bible a lot of times when it talks about uh, people being poor it's not just talking about financial but it's also talking about people who are poor in spirit people who are who who are hopeless people who are um, bound by fear bound by depression people who don't see a way out of their present situation we have to give hope to people while not making an excuse for their sins because the reason why we don't make an excuse for people's sins is because we have the cure for their sins and his name is Jesus it's time for us as the church to get back to the Bible. It's time for us to get back to the gospel. Many of us have been on a diet of motivational preaching far too long. We've heard the messages about your season, your time, your blessing is coming. And we've gotten so fat on those type of messages that we don't even know the gospel anymore. We don't even know how to apply the gospel of Jesus Christ to the issues that we see every day, the issues that are bombarding us in, in on our timelines, on our phones, on our TV screens. And so now we don't even know how to think like Christians because we're giving our attention to two to so many other things and the Bible um, in our life just becomes another book. It doesn't become the book that orchestrates our life. It doesn't become the book that guides us and, 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 and um, controls our moral compass. And so we as believers, we have to stand for righteousness. We have to stand for truth. Now is not the time to get away from sound doctrine. Many of us are seeing people fall on the wayside, the left and the right. And I'm going to talk about this in the next episode. Um, Evil unity. In the next episode, I'm going to talk about evil unity and how there is a form of, of, of a lot of times when we think of lukewarm, what it means to be lukewarm. We think it's just. A person who identifies as a as a Christian who makes excuses for sin or 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 isn't willing to cause sin, sin. But there's I believe there's more than one way to be lukewarm. I believe there's a version of lukewarm Christians who actually who will actually cause sin, sin. But in the process of them calling sin, sin, they find a way to dumb down the reality, the seriousness of sin and the consequences of sin. They find a way to reason with sin and put sin on certain scales of, oh, it's not that bad. They paint grace as a license to sin, as a as a get out of hell free card. You don't have to change your lifestyle. You don't have to truly repent because grace will cover you. And as a result of this lukewarm Christianity, many people, many people who profess the name of Jesus have begun to embrace universalism. Oh, we go talk about it next week. We're going to talk about how, um, God's goal. Isn't God's ultimate goal. Isn't unity. But it's righteousness. <laughs> we go get into it next week. But listen, I want you guys to subscribe to the show. Um, go to path of revelation Check out the new uh, video supremacy to uh, check out the merch. I just released some new merch. Um, you can get it for some Christmas gifts. Christmas is right around the corner. Uh, leave your prayer requests. Listen, I, w- I want to hear from you guys. If you have any questions about anything you've heard on the show, um, any suggestions, you can go to path of revelation Listen, I love you guys. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in to the path of revelation podcast. And this is where the culture meets scripture.